When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, friends of the Rockney Cast, fellow travelers in the journey of life. This episode, you're going to get a metaphor and a meditation, and we're going to discuss the concept of mud. Yeah, mud is the metaphor for today. You're going to get down into the mud with me. But you're going to find this mud particularly fruitful because I think we all go through mud in our own life, and we're going to think about the ways in which we can grow through the mud. We are covering this concept through the lens of Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, which continues to yield fruit beyond which I could hardly have imagined. I think it's sort of like becoming my Bible. Don't worry, I'm not going to worship Jay Shetty. He's not like a prophet. But he does have some great insight that I think can be very helpful for all of you um, as you go through this journey of life. And in particular, I was particularly struck by this concept of mud, and it really resonated with me um, because a friend of mine recently talked about the muddy waters, the muddy waters of life. And when she had mentioned that, I thought, wow, that's interesting muddy waters of life. That is, we all go through times in our life when we have challenges, when we have difficulties, when we feel like we're just in the muck and mud. But have you ever thought when you're in those periods of being in the muck and the mud, those can actually be the foundation, the period in which you experience the greatest growth? I wasn't aware of this concept of the lotus flower uh, in the Buddhist tradition, only sort of tangentially. But in the Buddhist tradition, the lotus flower is one of the most sacred symbols. And Shetty covers that a little bit in, the con- in his book, Think Like a Monk. And he shares the story of a woman named Emma Slade, who is this hard-charging financial analyst that had everything. She traveled around the world, she went to conferences, she made mega bucks until one day she was robbed in a Jakarta hotel and nearly killed. Fortunately, in this particular case, she avoided serious injury. The guy was caught and she, at that point, decided she was gonna look at her life and decide what she could do differently. And so she started a uh, foundation in rural East Bhutan called Opening Your Heart to Bhutan, a passion project. I'm not too interested in what Emma Slade did, but I think I am interested in the metaphor that she's provided to explain what happened to her in Indonesia. And she compared this process as going down into the mud. And she used the metaphor of of the lotus flower that grows into the mud. 
And here Shetty um, writes in particular related to Slade. He said, he writes, Slade compares her experience to the lotus flower, which begins in the mud, then grows up through, upward through the water as it seeks the light. In Buddhism, the lotus represents the idea that the mud and muck of life's challenges can provide fertile ground for our development. And then he quotes the Buddha. As the lotus grows, it rises through the water to eventually blossom. The Buddha says, just like a red, blue, or white lotus, born in the water, grown in the water, rising above the water, stands unsmeared by the water. In the same way, I, born in the world, grown in the world, having overcome the world, live unsmeared by the world. And then he concludes with a quote from Slade. Jakarta was my mud, Slade says in a TED Talk, but it was also the seed of my future development. Now I'm gonna do, I wish you wouldn't have brought up a TED Talk because I'm almost gonna do a whole other podcast on both the virtues and the vices of TED Talks because it kind of makes everything seem like we're only a 20 minute trip away or 20 minute talk away from changing the world. So, but I'm gonna set that aside temporarily and talk about the difficulties of life. You know, I think that one of the things that I struggled with is this concept of, you know, what you do with your life and what your calling is and what your purpose is. And I think for a long time, I sort of thought about that calling as being sort of the absence of any sort of stress. I think we all sort of, you know, have that just sort of innate desire to go sit on a beach somewhere. You think about over time, if it's not coupled with work, how toxic and how debilitating that can actually become. Remember the prize fighter, Buster Douglas, you know, the guy that beat Mike Tyson? Some of you younger guys probably don't even remember Buster Douglas, but remember Buster Douglas? Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson, one of the fiercest, toughest fighters in the 1980s. And he did it, totally surprised the world. He shocked the world. It was sort of like a real life Rocky Balboa. Although I have no idea what Buster Douglas's backstory, but I do remember one interesting footnote. So after he beat Mike Tyson, um, he got some other off offers to fight um, other prize fights. He actually had this windfall of just like millions of dollars. And I have no idea what he did with it. But I do remember one aspect of that new wealth that he had found. He basically decided he was going to do sort of what we all have that desire to do, which is to just go and sit on a beach somewhere and just totally chill out and fish, and drink and eat. And Buster, who was this ripped fighter, became totally fat and obese. And he didn't look very happy. And I think that a lot of times happens to a lot of people when they think of their goal in life as just the absence of any effort, the absence of any struggle, the absence of any sort of growth. I think the reality is, is I want to do that song too, you know, like sitting on a beach somewhere like where you're constantly living in a Jimmy Buffett song, like that's kind of my goal. Like if this podcast comes and, and, and really takes off, right now I make like, make like 10 cents an episode, 
But if it ever takes off, yeah, like I have that innate desire too. I want to like go sit on a beach somewhere listening to Jimmy Buffett and drinking bush light. Like that's my goal. But when I think about that particular goal, um, there is a vice to that. And I think that you can never really experience uh, growth through pure comfort. Now notice there's a difference between comfort and recuperation. I think those are two different things. You can have a very comfortable time to recuperate from your effort, but you need both. You need that work, you need that exercise, and then you need the recovery time. You do need vacation. So I am gonna go someday, sit on a beach somewhere and listen to Jimmy Buffett while drinking my bush light. But that will only happen after I work really hard and engage in conscious struggle to grow. And that's why I absolutely love this concept of the muck and mud of life's challenges. It also makes me think of, you know, there's that town in Florida. I think they've made like a Netflix series on it. It's literally like this muddy town and somewhere in small town Florida that produces all of these NFL football players. It's like, well, why would this small town produce so many NFL football players? I think one of the theories is it's like this really sloppy, swampy, muddy soil. And the kids grow up playing in that. And so they get really fast because they're literally running in the muck. And then when they get on the field, they're just lightning quick and they all run four, three forties. And so I think that's such a good metaphor that you cannot really achieve your greatest unless sometimes from time to time you are in the muck, you are doing the slog, but that is actually the precondition of growth. Now I'm not saying go out and get robbed, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but all I'm saying is that if you do have, you know, we, we talk about in stoicism, this a lot about this concept of focusing on what you control on your day-to-day -day practice and letting go of the things that you can't control. There are these external shocks. There are these things that happen to us that we don't count on, that we don't plan for. These are the mud and muck of life's challenges, health issues, financial shocks, relationship shocks. You know, I've been going through some very difficult personal issues lately too. And when those things happen, whether you're you know, leaving school or you're changing careers or you're going through a divorce or whatever, it is the muck. And just think when you're going through these things, think about how often these beautiful things can grow paradoxically if we're, if we're living in intention, including the lotus flower. And I love that concept of the lotus, this beautiful flower needs to grow in the muddy water. If the water were pure and there were no mud and it was totally relaxed, you wouldn't see this beautiful thing emerge. And I don't think you can really ever, you certainly can't fine tune your body. You can't fine tune your mind. You can't really grow as a person if everything is always so easy. I know some, we see these people on Facebook, these people that just travel, they don't work. They just sort of like, you know, show themselves drinking a margarita. And, you know, probably a little bit of jealousy. I mean, again, I, I would like to be on a beach drinking bush light somewhere. But these people, are these people usually in shape? Uh, not, not really. Have they, have they achieved things? Mm, not really. They, they don't grow. 
And you often think about like, why would a guy like, you know, Nick, think about Nick Saban, head football coach of Alabama. He already has gazillions of dollars. Why does he keep working? Why do people like this keep working? Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, because they realize that this struggle, this stress, this, this growth is absolutely central to human well-being. We need to be challenged. We need to get uh, to get to go through these tough things. And that is why they continue to do what they love to do, because that's what they were put on this earth to do. Now, I promised I would also give you a meditation, and I'm also going to give you a Buddhist philosopher slash monk that I have um, come across. And you probably already know who he is, but I didn't know who he was until like six months ago. My counselor gave him to me. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I call him Titch. He's like a one-word guy, you know, sort of like Charday or Cher. I call him Titch. But he is Titch, Titch not Han. And he's this Vietnamese Buddhist monk. And I'm going to start buying all his books because they're really, really good. And one thing I really like from Titch, if you go on to Spotify, you can listen to his great bell chant. It's like a seven-minute meditation. So yesterday we talked about the box breathing, you know, where I had said, like, I was talking about breathing in for four months and then I was like four minutes and I'm like, no, it's four seconds. Yeah. Well, I, I, I screwed up there and it's four seconds. So with box breathing, do a little listening to pitch and you're going to get a little exposure to the Lotus flower. It's this really good thing. It's really good to sort of start your day either to start your day or end your day. And you can do a little box breathing while you're doing this meditation on Spotify. It's the great bell chant, Titch Not Khan, and that's spelled T-H-I-C-H-N-H-A-T, and then Han is H-A-N-H. It's really good. And for box breathing, you inhale through your nose for four seconds, and then you count for four seconds while holding your breath, and then you exhale for four seconds. And then you count to four again in an exhaled state. And then you breathe in through the nose again. And you are gonna feel like totally relaxed and recharged. And you're gonna learn about the power of the Lotus. So friends, that is my command to you is that if you are going through that difficult time in your life, look around you and see where there's opportunities for growth you know, whether it's taking time to write, whether it's taking time to reflect on why you are where you are, um, to think about what you want to do with your life, to think about how you can make these obstacles the way. You know, I love that quote from Marcus Aurelius, popularized by Ryan Holiday. The obstacle is the way. When it's there, how can you use it? How can you grow? How is this going to, what beautiful thing is going to emerge from the place where you currently are? So that's it, friends. I promised that I was going to give you a metaphor and a meditation. And I've done that in a short period of time on the Rocky Cast. And so if you've listened and made it this far, please continue to give me positive reviews, reviews on iTunes, Spotify. Please spread the word so that we can continue to develop this, this content for you. 
give me feedback too on what you like, what you don't like. Am I a little much? My sister would be very proud of me. I did not swear at all today. So I am growing. I'll, I'll try not to swear in the future. Occasionally I do have to swear a little bit though, because you know, I'm not totally, I'm a little, I'm a little muddy, I'm a little muddy. So I will continue from time to time. So if you're easily offended, don't tune into this podcast. But if you want to grow, you want to experience metaphors and meditations and learn various things that I'm learning, you certainly can continue to tune in. And also make sure that you read the book, Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. If you know Jay, tell him he's done a great job. And you can continue to experience tremendous growth after realizing that sometimes you just got to be in the muck and the mud. And if you're there, none of us like to be muddy. But if we're there, let's think about the ways that we can grow and create these beautiful lotus flowers. Infinite gratitude to all of you for tuning into the Rocking Cast. I have no idea why I'm talking like I'm a public radio announcer, but it's just one of those mornings. And now, living in gratitude, having discussed Monk, I am going to walk my dogs with a good friend of mine. Until next time on the Rocket Cast.